Not a matter of if, but when a crisis could turn your world upside down. I'm Rashini Rajkumar, crisis strategist, licensed attorney, and host of The Crisis Files. In each case file, we explore a real crisis or a ripped-from-the-headlines controversy. My crisis squad and I are here to find solutions. Our suggestions are meant to empower you to handle your own crisis or prevent crises from happening. We do not provide legal, financial, medical, or PR advice for particular situations, but strongly recommend you seek out professionals to help your specific need. Today, I've got Crisis Squad member Jennifer Hellman with me, CEO of Goff Public. She's a public relations and reputation management professional who helps business and nonprofit clients, as well as Native American tribes, tell their story. Is it retirement or something else? We dive into the case file I call Serena's Evolution. Jen, you likely read the Vogue piece in which Serena Williams talked about leaving tennis, or rather evolving away from it, in order to focus on family and her business, Serena Ventures. She then went on to make headlines when she said she'd play in the 2022 U.S. Open and make it her last tourney. She lost in round three, but crowds went wild each time she took the court. Even after losing in round three, most of the social media posts I saw were about her and not her opponent who won. Let's talk first about the phenomenon that is Serena. Well, this certainly isn't a crisis for her. In fact, she has a squeaky clean record looking at all the way from the time that she entered the scene as a young girl, watching her coming of age, watching her go through motherhood, watching her start her business. And she has just been building on this totally solid, somewhat surprising reputation from the beginning. But she also said after she won in the first round at the U.S. Open, you know, I'm from Compton, California. I mean, she said, I've failed. I've failed publicly. I've gotten back up. I mean, she also had some very public down moments. She has, and I think that's what makes her so endearing. I think today when anybody is a celebrity who people can really relate to, it's because they have that authenticity. They're not afraid to show people that they're real humans, that they fail, and that they can come back from it. That's what makes us root for the underdog. That's what makes us hope for the best for them. And Serena's a perfect example of that. So when she talks about not retiring, but evolving away from tennis, that this is part of her evolution. Does she just have really great PR people behind her? I think she means it. She's only 41, and she's just getting started. Tennis might have launched her to the point that she is, but she has gained so much notoriety and respect from it that the sky's really the limit for her. I know right now she's talking about wanting to focus on being a mom, but she started this business where she's investing in women and minority-owned businesses and is loving that. And I think that we're not done with Serena Williams. We are going to see her as a business professional for many, many years. I think you're right. In fact, I've been dreaming up the pitch to Serena Williams to become a The Crisis Files podcast sponsor. So we'll work on that uh, off, uh, off mic, Jen, later on. All right. So this situation, Serena's evolution, really isn't a crisis as we traditionally define it. But there are some issues that other people out there can learn from, such as how important the use of language is. What do you tell your clients when you're selecting words and phrases? You do have to be very careful about what you're saying. 
but not careful to the point that it is stuffy or unapproachable. Using very plain language that people understand, looking real. And I think that's what Serena has done all the way from the beginning. I even look at her choice of nonverbals, the outfits that she has worn on the court. She's broken with tradition from the beginning. But there were some times where even what she was wearing became controversial, but became very powerful. When she went back on the scene, I think this was the French Open, It was nine months after a very difficult labor. She wore that really cute, tight, black, almost cat-looking suit. It was for a couple of reasons. One, they were worried about blood clots after a difficult pregnancy, so it was serving a health purpose. But also, it was just badass. She looked like a superhero, and that's what she was. She was showing women that you can get back out there after giving birth. You can do it all. But that became a controversy, and they ended up passing some rules after that to make sure that that kind of clothing wasn't allowed on the tennis court again. So she's been kind of breaking tradition from the beginning she came on the scene. And I think that's what we're going to continue to see. Breaking some of the rules, making her own rules, which ultimately really are part of her legacy. Yeah. And I love to see these powerful women that have these long careers where you can see them start as young women and go up through adulthood. And you see them fail along the way, but you see them get back up. I think Taylor Swift is another great example of this. She had some really tough times in her 20s, coming of age, starting to have opinions and a lot of people kind of lashed out against that. They, they wanted to see this sweet teenage girl who smiled and sang nice. But she ended up becoming a very strong, powerful woman with political opinions and was going to own that. And I think it's been really good for people to see these young women coming of age, being able to relate to them. And I think that gives them even more power. Yeah. And speaking of singers, I think of Adele, who's really had, for the most part, this robust but squeaky clean image. And lately, she had some challenges with media and some of the optics haven't been so great. In the case of Serena, let's talk about selecting and using a big stage. So from the outfit she walks out onto the U.S. Open Court or when she's at the Met Gala and is in some gown or even if you look back when they were still teenagers, she and her sister Venus were in this beautiful black and white matching dresses that were haute couture and were in the pages of Vogue. What is your advice and how do you rate Serena in using these stages and what can we all learn from that? I think she's been very intentional about creating her stage. She's aware of what she's wearing. She's going to use that to make a statement. She's aware of what she's saying. She's aware of what she's putting out on social media. She knows she has that stage, but yet she does it in a way that feels natural, that feels approachable, that feels relatable. I think, you know, you bring up squeaky clean. Nobody relates to somebody who appears to be perfect because they don't believe it because no one is, right? So she's had that perfect balance of thinking through what that stage means for her and how she's going to use that power, but giving herself that grace to also be real and be relatable and in the process, I think, has developed an even bigger following. 
Yeah, you probably couldn't even script. Just some of the things were luck. Some of the things were some good PR. And a lot of it was authentically Serena and what she wanted to do. Talk about when we get into the solutions for people who might be having challenges in these areas in protecting their own platform. So you've got to be authentic, but you also have to protect what you've created. You do. And I think that comes with being really clear about your brand, but it's more about who you are as a person. What are your primary values? How do you live your life? How do you want to be known? And if you can come up with those three or four primary values and you stick to them, then it doesn't matter if you have a few fumbles along the way as long as you keep coming back and being true to that. And if it isn't who you are, it's never going to work. You can't have somebody else create it. We've seen pop stars who have been completely created like they are fictitious characters, and they never have the longevity that somebody like Serena Williams does. It's because she knows who she is, she's defined who she is, and she sticks to it and always comes back to it. Jen, you're good at long gaming, so I want you to look into your crystal ball. Serena is evolving away from tennis, prediction she may have a second child, all of these things she's excited about Serena Ventures. What do you see for Serena Williams in the next decade? I definitely see the start of a very successful businesswoman who continues to use her platform for good. You know, I thought it was interesting at the end when she hinted that she might come back. She left the door open a little bit. Uh, In the Vogue column? No, in the interviews after the U.S. Open. And I thought that was smart for a number of reasons. One, because you never want to limit yourself. You never want to say, I'm never going to do something again, because you always have to be free to change your mind. Like Cher or, you know, the Doobie Brothers. I mean, they may just keep coming back. She may keep coming back. Although there is a part of me that sort of feels like, I don't know how you could script a better closure than what she had at the U.S. Open, other than her winning it all. I think, though, she also, in saying something like that, she kept all of her fans interested. Interested in Gave them a little bit of hope to continue to follow her for whatever she does next. Well, no matter how you look at it, Serena Williams is so motivational and really defies all brackets and columns, right? Absolutely. Gender, race, religion, whatever bucket you want to call. She is motivating, she's inspiring, and I'm excited to see what her next decade holds. Thanks to Crisis Squad member Jennifer Hellman for her perspectives. Today's Crisis Brief brought to you by Spoke 612 Productions. Number one, authenticity is key. If you dedicate to three or four primary values and stick with them, everyone knows your brand. Number two, be aware of the signals you send. Nonverbals like clothing, body language, and facial expressions matter. Number three, there are only wins and learnings. When things don't go your way, learn from them. Spoke 612 Productions takes your ideas and brings them to life. Linda, Sarah, and Matt are committed to excellence and inclusivity. As a WeBank certified women-owned production company, Spoke 612 inspires awareness and delivers impact through storytelling. When you put your project in their hands, Spoke 612 draws on their own talents and experience to ensure they tell the best possible version of your story. Visit their portfolio at Spoke612.com. Thank you to my podcast co-producer, Tom Hamilton of Undertone Music. Want us to weigh in on your crisis? Email me, 
Roshini at RoshiniGroup.com. That's R-O-S-H-I-N-I at RoshiniGroup.com. Join me next time on The Crisis Files.